Well, let's let's get into it. Oh, you want to you want to have an episode about it or? Yeah, let's just talk about it. Cool. <laughs> so I feel bad. I already feel bad. You feel bad because you're going to tear it apart? Not because I want to or because I have any joy in that. Feels like feels like you kind of I can see your erection. <laughs> well, if 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 I got in trouble over never mind. I don't know, Keith. All right, let's talk. Should we get into it? I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> so this one time, Keith was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Okay." Uh, so I love this movie. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is my number six favorite film of all time. The story, if you haven't, if you're unfamiliar, uh, is the story of young Charlie Bucket, who gets a golden ticket to, to go on a tour uh, of one of the most prestigious and elusive and mysterious chocolate factories in the world. And chaos and hijinks and comedy and even a little darkness creeps in and takes over. <laughs> and it just leads to a, a, world of, a world of mischief and excitement and fun. And Everett hates childhood dreams. <laughs> Was that? Did I? Did I nail it? No, of course I love this movie. Of course I love this movie. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I was really sad, and I thought you were gonna just tear it apart. And I was like, "What?" Well, no, I'm gonna tear it apart. Because, uh, because I don't, you know, because that's what we do. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we tear each other down like friends normally do. The the film is. I don't know. This is a really hard film to talk about, I think. As, and as I rewatched it, it's a hard film to talk about because I love this film. I adore this film. I think anyone that was a child when they saw this film uh, feels that same way. But we have to have something to talk about. That can't be the end of the episode. I don't know. I feel so, like you're pretty, pretty short. You love it. I love it. The end. Well, yeah, great. Done. Save time on that one. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's not like... I don't think it's a super well-constructed... Film, there's a lot of things you can nitpick about, and I think the more interesting thing here is I've thought a lot about this, is the fact that this is on your top ten. <laughs> I think I think one so much about you as a person. <laughs> and this is your sixth favorite film of all time. Yes. Which on its own, I don't think is that strange. Because if you're, it, we all make our top ten lists of favorite films. These are our own personal yeah. favorite. It's a films. personal list. It's not. I'm not saying yeah. it's the best, you know, yes. film. Yes. Uh, so it makes sense <clears throat> to me that there might be at least one or two sort of childhood favorite films on anyone's top ten list. Um, you know, I have those two. Uh, Guess who's coming to dinner? Uh, Fiddler on the Roof. What a difference just to. between like Fiddler on the Roof and Guess who's coming to dinner? Just. And the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory seemed like just very... You're such an astute, pretentious, asshole young child. Did you go to boarding <laughs> school you. when you all, were younger? All I heard was astute, and I appreciate it. Yeah. No, but like in my, in my honorable mentions, I have the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. So I, I understand wanting to put films that had an impact on you as a child. And this is a really enjoyable, culturally relevant film forever. Like everyone yeah. loves it. Uh, but because it's in the midst of your top 10, which is filled with so many other questionable 
uh, 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 this is going to sound like I'm trying to insult you. You I are. Am not. You are. There's not those childish, don't... childish choices. I think it's it 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 is concerning, and you might need to seek help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Everett, when did you know there was a real problem with Keith? Did you see his top ten list? <laughs> That's fucking unacceptable. Uh, lock this guy up. No, well, I don't understand why this is such <laughs> causes such for concern. I mean, you want to point to other films, but not this film, just because this this film is is timeless in my opinion. Like this is this film will be on lists forever. Like some version of some list. Uh, what for, list? Just any. I'm just saying. Just it will be talked about. Forever, but the the uh, well, I'll just start with the the main reason I love this film is Gene Wilder. I adore Gene Wilder. He is the only uh, lead actor. Well, uh, uh, I would say lead or 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 heavily prevalent actor or supporting actor. That's probably the word I'm looking for. Uh, twice in my top ten films, he he arises later, uh, lower on my film because I I love. Gene Wilder, there is something about his performance, and as a performance guy, I did want to ask you what you what you think of Gene Wilder in general and his performance in this film, because I, I think it's outstanding. Like I, like, I think it is so well done. He is so good in this film as this character. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable, the amount of like innocence and childlike wonder that he exudes but also a level of darkness and also a level of mystery. And you never feel like you can trust him, but, but yet you do and you, and you believe in him and you go along on this journey, but unwillingly, but willingly, like it's this balance that he makes me feel as I watch this film of, of one minute, like he'll give you a treat in one hand and slap you in the other. And you're like, what is going on? And I, and I fucking love it. And I just, I absolutely adore his performance. If there was another person playing this film, I, I probably wouldn't like it as much. Not nearly as much, but it, it probably wouldn't. It'd just be like, yeah, that was fun, whatever. But his performance of, because uh, he's just the heart of it. And that, or, he, he justifies the aura that is around the chocolate factory. I mean, one of the criticisms you may have, and a criticism I, I may have too, is it takes 45 minutes to get to the chocolate factory. <laughs> like, we, 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 there's, we, there's a lot going on before that that, that isn't that great. Um, Cheer <laughs> up, Charlie. Yeah, that song is fucking brutal. <laughs> Come on, Charlie. I don't like that song at all. No one does. That's everyone's least favorite part of that film. But, but there's so much buildup, and so much, he makes it believable that, that he, that that person would encapsulate and capture the world's imagination. That's how good of a performance he gives. And I could talk about it for, for hours, but I won't, and I'll just let you destroy my childhood. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I don't think it, I don't, I think that anyone that uh, begins to speak about this film and doesn't say that Gene Wilder is the best part is insane and you can't trust them. I think <laughs> it's so that that should be the most non-confrontational yeah. take yeah. about this whole thing. Is it's it's a phenomenal performance of a phenomenal character that really I mean we don't have any other basis for comparison, but I don't even want to imagine what it would be like with anybody else. The best kind of prize is a surprise. <laughs>
Well, we do well, we have do. We Johnny Depp. Yeah, we have a, a, sh- a horse shit I'm, Johnny Depp I've never film. Seen, I've never seen that film because because I have self-respect and I also <laughs> respect the, the original. Yeah. I was, I've, uh, no, I've seen clips and I, I, I get a I can't taste even, of bile I won't watch in my it. mouth. Yeah, I won't even fucking watch it. And, and, and I like Johnny Depp just in general, like generally speaking, I don't love him. But I can't, and Tim Burton, I'm okay with Tim Burton as well, but like I just, I wouldn't, it's blasphemy and I can't accept it as a, as a plausible film. It just doesn't exist in my opinion. Johnny Depp is trash. Tim Burton is trash. Everything about that fucking movie. <laughs> well, now is awful. we have a whole nother episode. Is Tim Burton trash? He is not. Well, he might have started as uh, lukewarm, garbage, not sort of trash, but is now trash. Unless I ever get the opportunity to work with you, in which case, hello, sir. I greatly respect. <laughs> How your would body you like your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp, you're a wonderful Hector. Ah, I take it some of you have heard of me. Okay. Gene Wilder, yes, 150%. The performance is everything you said. There's so much nuance. There, He might be a serial killer. He might be the savior. It's wonderful. Um, I think, much in the way I was describing Royal Tenenbaum, I think that Willy Wonka, as portrayed by Gene Wilder, one of the best 10 or 15 characters in, in cinematic Just history. Ever. It's yeah. Just so enjoyable. Without him, the film is truly awful. Uh, and I mean that. I like. I, I, he is the film. He is the reason to watch the film. He is really not quite the soul. Uh, he is the soul of the film. He is the he is the film. No, I was gonna say soul, like the soul point of enjoyment, because that's not true. Uh, but he everything comes from him. And I I was thinking about that last night. The the fact that he doesn't come into the film until forty five minutes, um, and I I almost simultaneously have a problem with that and love that. At the same time, yeah, because I think it does allow for a really great buildup uh, structurally within the story. To oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So that so that moment he limps out of the factory, you're really like you're ready and you're primed up. Yeah. But I also can imagine a film where he comes in 20 minutes into the film because they get to the factory earlier, and then you have more time with Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, yeah. and that's awesome. Everything about the film is charming to me. It's 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 charming is the best way I can describe it. So I so I love that it's a real set. It's real rooms. It's real. The Oompa Loompas are you know real people. Like they're like you know in the Johnny Depp one. I know they weren't. Um, so I just I, I like I love that it's a, a tangible thing. And even even more to that point, which is I'm sure something that you've read as we Google the same things continuously. Uh, uh, the, the, the director for this film did a lot of, uh, and even with Gene Wilder was a big uh, advocate of, of doing things in, in real time, rehearsing them differently and doing things you know, on live takes differently, um, keeping the element of surprise for child actors who were not actors and to keep emotions real and to capture real moments. So when they opened the doors and they let the kids run in for the first time, that's real. They had never seen the, you know, the 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 candy land for you know what room before. So they come in and they're really mystified. They're really like, oh my god. And I know that in my head, and it just adds, again, to this charm and this 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 tangible quality that comes to this film that I that helps me fall in love with with all of it. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. I mean, I'm a huge proponent of practical sets and practical effects. Uh, I would much rather, I would much prefer that yeah. to yeah. computer animated fake worlds and people walking on green screens and um, 
Yeah. Yeah, all that. So There's a time and a place for it, but... Yeah, if anything, I you know it's fine in a supplementary way where, okay, we built all this stuff, but then we use a little CGI to amplify certain things or what have you. But yes, I, I think the, the real uh, nature of, of all the sets is a huge part of why this film is so memorable. And because you can really see it. Like even the, you know, some stupid, like the everlasting gobstopper machine, just like shooting out arms in different areas of behind the blanket, you know? It's like, that's really memorable because it's a real thing that you can, you could reach out and touch. And if it was just some big smoking CGI animation, um, you know, nobody gives a shit. It's in, in one ear and out the other. So yeah, yeah. completely. So I, love I got it. no complaints there either. So give me so so give me your complaints. What do you what do you, how much do you hate this film and why? <laughs> I, I love this film as I've said at least ten times. Mm, I only hear uh, what I want to hear. No, but it's like okay, if I watch this film from just a, a, a out of enjoyment, I'm just looking to enjoy a film. I enjoy it. I love it. I don't overthink it. But if 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 as as we sit here and we discuss films, if you really want to break it down. I think, yeah, there's, uh, I thought, I don't even know where to begin. Um, these characters are all, uh, morons and, and terrible, and Grandpa Joe is a fucking sociopath, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I think, I think Charlie is, little Charlie is one of the worst actors in maybe the history of cinema, Come and on. I think it's, I think it's really strange that, uh, you know, like the, you know, just like, there's no logic. Like the Candyman song. Yeah, okay, it's a great song. This old perverted candy shop owner is, is like. Why is he perverted? Just, just he's clearly a pervert. Okay. Come on. He's, 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 he's he, he gives his big song and dance, but he, he's just throwing out free candy to every child. Like, that's, that's what no musicals are. Like you like, that's what musicals are. Have you ever seen The Greatest Showman? I had this conversation literally the other day. Of course I have not seen The Greatest Showman. <laughs> You're, I bet your girlfriend's seen it. She loves. She has. Yeah, yeah. I had the same conversation. In The Greatest Showman, Zach, uh, handsome face, and uh, Hugh Jackman are having a conversation, an argument about whether he's gonna. They're gonna work together, and they're dancing, and they're 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 singing, and they're pointing, and they're getting up on the bar, and they're the, the bartender's in on it and throwing them shots. And my question was, uh, is this supposed to be really happening? Or is this just like an embellished version of a normal conversation that they're that they're having just to an elaborate song? So it's sort of like more in their heads or more metaphorical. Or is this supposed to be like, oh, they're they're literally dancing and I'm accepting this as this is this is reality. It's the, this is all musicals. The musicals oh, are just I know. so how can you but not like within, that? But even I like it fine. I enjoy it. It's very entertaining. Uh, watching this uh, you know, this felon this uh pedophile <laughs> no, unbelievable but even even within the context of the story then like it's strange that like all these kids are getting all this free shit and he's just letting them ransack the place but charlie is outside because he's poor and he's looking in it's yeah. like just go inside charlie no people, go get some people candy. don't this get candy this, this guy is just sh fucking shoving it down kids throats in here in more ways than one uh and i, I just think it's <laughs> I just think it's... This is the hell you want to... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I got a bad feeling about that guy. I don't trust him. <laughs> ah, unbelievable. Um, no, but I just... It's just things like that. And then 
another another complaint while I'm just ranting incoherently here is like I think as after they finally get to the factory, you you've spent you know you've introduced all these characters, all these other children and their families over the course of this this first forty five minutes. But the story is clearly about Charlie. He's the focal point. Yeah. But then he just sort of melts into the background for that first half hour or so of being at the factory. Well, because like, it's I no forgot, longer about I, him. I forgot he was even there until Grandpa Joe's like, let's steal some of this flying potion. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, oh yeah, Charlie's here. Why is Grandpa Joe saying, let's steal drinks? Let's take a drink, Charlie. Nobody's watching. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's a whole other issue. Well, but it, to me, it's like, Charlie's your main protagonist, and he is the least interesting character by far in, in that film. And he, he just disappears into the backdrop to let these more talented, uh, interesting, funny performers rise to the surface. And so I just think, like, what, what the hell, man? There's, that, you're, I mean, technically, you, you, may be, you may be right, but the film works, the best version of his film works the way that it's presented. Because Willy, Willy Wonka is, is the character everyone wants to know about, but he can't be the main character that we're following because then he would have no mystery. So he, yes. can't, he can't be the guy. He's gotta be introduced the way that he is at the factory, in his house, and you're sort of overwhelmed. So you have to come in through another vehicle. So yes. you come in through Charlie and his perspective. So that's why the film is so, so long. I mean, the film's long, it's over two hours, I wanna say, right? No, no, it's just over 90 minutes, I think. Is it? I thought it was a little bit yeah. over two hours. Never mind, but it just feels really long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the hallmark of a great film. <laughs> but that's why you spend all that time with Charlie and his family and that stupid song, Cheer Up Charlie. Like, you don't, I don't want any of that stuff, but you need it. You need it to develop to the backstory and then we're, to like know who this guy is, this kid yeah. is, so we can like leave him for a while. Like, it, it's a necessary evil to keep the, the best parts of the film the way that they are. So I don't fault it yeah. for it. It's just, it's just the way that this film has to go. No, structurally, I, I, I agree. I, I am not. There's, I don't disagree with anything you, just, anything you just said. But Charlie doesn't have to be the most bland, vanilla, cheese guy, little boy but I, of all time. And I then, mean, they're and then he doesn't have the to. Point though. They're, I mean, I'm just going to defend the film for the sake of defending the film. But, but you're, but fuck you. No, <laughs> he, he, he has to be that way because he has to be pure and vanilla for the end of the film to work. And in contrast to all the other little shitheads that are running around, what I think is hilarious and the best, one of the best parts about the film, if not the best part of the story, is that the film is so adult for such a kid's film. The, the, the whole film is preaching about how shitty kids are. And that, that, mm -hmm. that these little assholes just want to watch TV and chew gum and they're spoiled and they're just rotten kids to the core that don't deserve all these things that they have in their life. And, and, and you need Charlie to be the angel, to be the innocent, you know, good moral, good nature kid to be like, see, if you are this person, you're rewarded in life. Not like these other assholes, like it's all needed to happen, so he can't be anything but that. There's a way to make his character all of those things, almost, which I agree he does need to be. He needs to be pure, he needs to be the good guy, but like, and still be interesting. How, like, give me an example. What would you do for Charlie 
to make him more interesting and still keep the, the, the serenity around him. Just don't be such a little cheese guy bitch. Like he's <laughs> mm. just, he's just. Don't be. <laughs> Hold on, I'm taking notes because if I'm going to write something future. The... Go ahead. He's just so. And, and, and then also, here's the other thing. Okay, keep him exactly the same, but at least give him something to do when they go to the, the, the factory. He literally just recedes into the background until the fizzy lifting drink scene where you don't even need him. And he's just occasionally pops up to like say like, this is really scary. Oh, walk us, da, da, da. Like ha, let it, give him some motivation while, while, cause all those other kids, Veruca and Violet and Augustus and Mike, like all have shit to do. They have motivated things to do. They're, they're funny performers. They have great back and forth with each other. Charlie is like not even having f- fucking discussions with them. Like you got you got Violet calling uh, Veruca a twit, and they're you know you know Augustus, a little fat Nazi, falls into the chocolate. Like it's it, it, there's just Mike TV is all this is you know they're they have agency. Like the kids themselves have things they want to accomplish, and Charlie is just literally sitting there until Grandpa Joe. Gives them the worst advice of all time to oh, drink yeah. some of that bullshit. Well, <laughs> Grandpa Joe, uh, John Mulaney has the best bit about what a piece yeah. of shit Grandpa Joe is. And he gets out of bed and he can walk. <laughs> Fuck you. You could walk this whole time, you walrus mustache son of a bitch. You still need Charlie to be the way he has to be in the film. I think what you Invisible? You're, I mean, kind of. Kind of, because he is the protagonist. Here's here's what I think you really mean. What I think you really mean is that the 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 narrative of the film, which is always told through the the protagonist and their and their goals, like that's what's driving the film any film forward, is what what the protagonist wants and needs and is trying to accomplish, is at a halt. The story as a whole comes to a halt. Because the first half of the film is, we gotta get to the chocolate factory. I wanna get these golden tickets. This is, that's the goal. The goal of the protagonist is to get the golden ticket. Once he does that, we still have another 45 minutes to go of the film. So, so the film doesn't have a goal. The tour of the film, uh, the, the tour of the, the chocolate factory, that doesn't have a goal. It's just kind of happening. Unbeknownst to the audience, the reason for this whole thing is, is is happening because of Willy Wonka's ultimate goal is to find a successor, but we have no idea that that's happening. And we can't know that that's happening because it sort of spoils the end of the film. So that I think is what your beef, it's not really with Charlie, it's the film has no point once they get to the, to the chocolate factory. What's the point of the film? It, it, we just go on a tour. We, as the audience, we're just going on to the tour. And we go, okay, this is cool and fun, but there's no real point at that point. And that, and Charlie reflects that. Maybe, I mean, maybe, but uh, you know, after the benefit of repeated viewings, you know the point and that's fine, but Charlie's still the problem to me. He could have still worked. The, 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 the construct of the film can still work. I don't need to know what goal it is, but I need to know why my main character is there and, or at least what he's doing or at least, at least be entertained by him, uh, care about him. I don't care about him at all. Uh, he's completely overshadowed by literally everyone else in the cast for half an hour 
of the entire <clears throat> second act and the beginning of the third. Like it's, you know, I okay. He sucks. Charlie <laughs> Bucket sucks. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, another little thing about how shitty Charlie is. Oh, good. We're back uh, on this. Why did he fake having a ticket in that early scene? It was like the first or second bar he opens is yeah. like the gifts. And he's like, I got it. Just to fuck fool, with you. Fooled you, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What a little fucking shithead that kid is. I just, <laughs> why, like, tell me why that needed to, ha- like, what was the point of that? I don't know, just to, just to fool the audience because you're expecting it. Like, the audience, like, they know the plot of the film. Like, so they're like, oh, he's going to get a chocolate bar. He's going to get into the, you know, he's going to get the golden ticket. This must be it. And then you go, oh, wait a second, it didn't happen. Okay. Here's, all right, whatever. I'm just going to rapid fire you here. Okay. Uh, I'll defend this movie so all day. Th- those four grandparents hadn't gone out of bed nope. in 20 years. Of course not. How do they go to the bathroom? These bedpans? Bed Is pants. it a bedpan situation? Absolutely bedpans. Okay. How does, does Grandpa Joe get his tobacco from the mom? Or Charlie. He he, or Charlie sneaks Or Charlie. Thing. How does he get the candy bar that he sneaks for Charlie? He's a Russian spy. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I'm just saying, you start putting a little critical thought to a lot of these, these plot devices. It's like, so, okay, because the only option is the mom. So yeah, the mom I assume the, the mom but does. But the mom would have done that. The mom would have gotten, and the mom's serving cabbage water to six people every night, and she's going to go buy a candy bar as a secret gift. Yeah. I don't know how well, he gets the lot. candy bar. Yeah, I don't know. The, the the beginning of the film, I only care about the second half of the film. Well, I love all the stuff that doesn't involve Charlie in the first half of that film. Charlie yeah. and his family, which is awful and terrible. But all those little gags as they introduce, as they show random people around the world searching for uh, the tickets are really the some of the best parts of the film. These these The guy who creates the machine that's going to tell them where... Yeah, where yeah, it yeah. is, and the the woman who it's like not gonna give the ransom to to her kidnapper, the people who kidnapped the husband. Miss Curtis, did you hear me? It's your husband's life or your case of Wonka bars. How long will it give me to think it over? I, I like Charlie's teacher. I think Charlie's teacher is a really yeah, yeah, random, yeah. funny character that just has these weird bits of British comedy just sprinkled in. Like, I've decided that what we're going to learn that the test we take on Friday is now going to be on Monday before we've learned it. And it's like nothing to do with the film, but it's just yeah. this funny, stupid bit. Yeah, like, I, that I, stuff's all great. I love that stuff too. You're right. What I, what I mean is this Charlie's family stuff. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't need, I, I, I don't need the, from that song, from the song <laughs> to like the, them just being in uh, his birthday. Like I don't need his birthday. Like I just, they're just, yeah, but listen, listen to yourself. Like we, we, I think we basically agree that Charlie is a worthless character for almost the entire time they're at the factory. And now we both agree that we wish there wasn't any Charlie or his family in the first half of the film either. Like that is a, that is a, that is a weakness. I, <laughs> the protagonist of the film, we don't want to spend any time with throughout the entire film. He's forgettable, he's distracting us from the things that are actually funny and entertaining. So, uh, fair. And then you're forcing, you're bullying me into this. <laughs> what am I, <laughs> what? So then what do you, how do you fix it then? Like, what, how do you, 
What do you do? Because to me, and I think it's more of like the times, I just hate like the, like the <clears throat> orphan trope that it feels like it is. It's just like this, please, please, I need, I need help. Like it just, we have no money and no nothing. Like you can, you, I can understand that he's a good moral person and he cares and he's got good family values without this like heavy handed sob story. Like the sob story is what, what I choose to sort of look past. Like I get it, he's a good guy and I just want to move on from it. So, but how do you, how do you keep that sentiment in the film but not make it stupid and heavy handed? Well, you make his mom hot. Mm, mm -hmm. So then you want to watch. Because <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you think, hey, maybe this might take a turn. Right. So uh, we get J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. And she's now we the... Cast... <laughs> no, I think, I mean, this is going to sound like a joke. But you, you have to give him a little personality. Like, you, he has to have at least a personality trait or two. Like a definable quality to him. A characteristic that is not just, he's really sweet. You know, like he, he, even if it's, even if there's just a slight bit of a little side story or something, like I'm not, this is literally just something I'm making up as I'm, as yeah, I'm I wanna hear it. talking here. But even if there was a, uh, an extra eight minutes of the film that was devoted to two scenes of Charlie having like a little crush, a, a little girlfriend mm. that, that he talked to at school and he was really, um, interested in impressing and was ashamed of his, uh, his family's situation and didn't want to invite her over, but, and, but she was really excited for him when he got the ticket, you know, like just something yeah. like that, that can give him a little depth yeah. that, that maybe sets up some, uh, different, uh, you know, a slight change in scenery in a couple of the shots. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe she. I, maybe she's like, let's go into the candy store, and he's like, okay, I don't have any money, and she's like, I'll buy you a candy bar. You know, just something like. Yeah. I don't know. So that's, that's, a, I mean, that's, that's one thing. I, have, I hate to give you you credit because you don't deserve any of it, but that's a great. But that's a great idea uh, to to give him a goal to like. Because if if he had a little crush and she bought him a candy bar in that first opening scene where he's like in the window and crying or whatever, then then it makes the, the lifetime supply of chocolate a little bit more important to him to then give, like, yes. be like I'll, I'll give you, you gave me one candy bar, I'm gonna give you candy bars for the rest of your life. The fucking world of candy The bars. world of candy because you're so sweet and I love her and this is the way I can show, like, even that little bit, you're right. Like, cause now his motivation is like, I, I gotta get through the end of this tour so I can get this candy to get back to, you know, and, and then he gets the whole, you know, the whole thing. And yeah, the last shot of the movie could even be him like, Inviting her into inviting the Inviting her in, because he's like, anyone can come. Like, yeah, that's, that's a, I think it's a great idea. We solved Charlie, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I solved. We, I was there, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> no, 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 you helped, you helped. Um, yeah, no, but just something like that. That would be my point, is Charlie is. I agree. Uh, Charlie Bucket sucks. Charlie <laughs> suck it, more like it. <laughs> Zing, he's <laughs> eight. <laughs> <laughs> We can't do enough Gene Wilder appreciation. Oh, great. Let's um, give him more on that. I think my favorite line of the film, bar none, is when he says, uh... The suspense is terrible. He, he's gonna go this time. I hope it'll last. Go on, boy. As I think that's right, as Augustus is gonna yeah, get launched up, up into the tube. Those, those... He's just, like, nibbling something. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. he's, he's just, it's just so... There's, like, a... 
we've, we're going to beat this to death. The, but whether he's evil or whether he's nice, you, you don't know the whole time. But there's also like a little hint of like sexuality yeah. that he imbues with that character where he's like, not not in a creepy way, but just like he's just kind of flirtatious. Yes. And that suspense last line is just like, uh, is he getting off on this? Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's, there's, there's... he's perverted. In, in, and not, I don't mean like an overtly sexual perversion, but it's just like not a perverse... Not in the Candyman way. <laughs> that guy. That <laughs> <laughs> guy should have a picture in a post office somewhere. Uh, no, but there's like, a, there's like a perversion to him of just like he has a warped sort of enjoyment of, of life. There's too many little quips uh, to name. But, I, the, but that's one of them. That's like these little... He never answers a question straight. When they first come into their coming to the candy land area and there's like, is this some kind of fun house? And he goes, why? Are you having fun yet? Or something like that. And it's just like he answers, but not really. It's still just in like a roundabout way where you never get a straight answer, but it is an answer. And you're just forced to like sort of accept what's happening. I obviously love, which I'm sure everyone does, the the bit that the recurring bit that uh, Wonka has where he stop. No, no. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> all, all those help, police, murder. Yeah. Like those, those, those lines are just. I mean, they're just fall down funny. Stop! Don't come back. I think something that I always remember about this film as I watch it is, it's a really genius plot device. I don't even know if it's a plot device technically. It's it's just an element to the story to really base it around the magic of candy. I think if you're if you're making a kids movie, to to make the whole movie about the the just the magical world of candy, is really genius because that's something every kid is you know I yeah. just I just remember thinking it's so just being so overwhelmed by that concept a whole room that's all candy I always love when Charlie buys that scrum diddlyumptious bar and he's just like shoving these yeah, yeah. chunks. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, I can taste that. Like, I remember being a kid and being like, oh, that looks so good. Yeah. Like, he's, he's having a whole meal that's just this chocolate wafery bar. The, the, in, the, in the film, speaking of old candy, in the film, I used to get these as a kid, and I don't even know what the fuck they are. But they're in the film, but I remember them. They're like, it's like a roll of paper with, mm-hmm. with like, dots of sugar, and you, yeah. like, peel them off, and you would eat them. I don't yeah. even know what those are. But they're in the, I remember the guy like the, the pedophile that you love so much, he yeah. like pulls them out and like gives like a streamer of, and the kids are like, yeah, and they're peeling them off. I don't even know where I got, but I remember them. And I don't know what they were, where I got them, but I ate them. Yeah, I remember those too. I never liked them, but I remember they were like paper candy. I'm gonna tell you something about that. It's very relevant to these times, Keith, is I, what's, what's the over under percentage that there's a, uh, elaborate system of tunnels leading from that Candyman shop to Wonka's factory. They're they're smuggling children. Wonka's just making kids disappear. Oh, they're going to the furnace. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of subtext here, Keith. Uh, I don't know if this is the episode we start talking about Pizza Gate, but uh... I, don't, I don't know if you know this, but the, the that the Candy Guy's son goes on to create Wayfair. And Wayfair. Oh God! I was honestly like, "That's so. That's so funny." I, you had me for like. I was like, "Wait a minute. What's he saying?" <laughs> Google it. 
Just Google yeah. Wayfair and the rest yeah. of what we've been talking about if you missed that go, jump. Go buy a pillow for $7,000. <laughs> yeah. It's called the Wonka. <laughs> the, the, the candy man. Oh no, we got a board. We gotta get out of here. <laughs>